Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where we reclaim the super shiny lights that burn in each of us. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach who believes in the power of showing up as our flossom selves, even and especially, my friends, when it comes to working through our hard stuff. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get bolder. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. One of the best things about She Finds Joy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other women who are creating more joy in their lives, just like you. You can find us at kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy. All right, let's dive in to today's episode. Here we go. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. So what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about facing your fears. I'm going to talk about fear because fear is what drives what a lot of us don't do in our life. Now, I want you to think about what it would be like to not have any fear, to not be afraid of anything, because that's not what we're talking about. When we say face your fears, We're not talking about not having fear because fear is one of those things that has kept us alive, right? It's helped us evolve. I mean, animals need fear in order to protect themselves and be warned of danger and human beings need fear as an indicator to keep them safe. But we as human beings have gotten to a point where there are actually not very many things that we really need to be afraid of because a lot of the things that we are afraid of are really not dangerous at all, right? Being afraid of showing a weakness is not dangerous. Being afraid to have a difficult conversation with someone you love is not dangerous. Being afraid of you know, starting your own business is not putting you in a life or death situation. Um, Being afraid of not making money is not dangerous, right? And so going out in the world and showing up and being seen and doing hard things are not really things that we need to be afraid of in order to save our lives. But fear is the driving cause many times between what we want to achieve in our life and what we're really willing to feel. Now, I always tell people, I know a ton about fear, right? Because I have lived with fears all of my life. I mean, you know, as a child, I was a very anxious and and nervous child. And I was, you know, had an anxiety disorder back then that I didn't even know that I had. And I was fearful if my brothers went outside and played that somebody was going to come snatch them and I was never going to see them again. Or I was afraid that if my dad wasn't home by 6 p.m., that he had died in a car accident. Um, And all of that manifested into, of course, my panic disorder, which was when I would start to have fear 
and there's no danger at all, but everything in my body is screaming there's fear. So I tell people all of the time, the reason I know how to do a lot of hard things in my life is because I have a very intimate relationship with fear. And I've had tons of exposure to fear, which means I also know how to walk through fear, right? Not always, but a lot of the time when people say, Kim, how did you do it? How did you change your life? How did you go from when I knew you in your 20s to where you are now? I always tell people, because fear and I, we know each other really well. And it's given me a lot of practice for what it feels like to do hard things in my life. Sometimes I feel like, my goodness, I've had my fair share of hard things to do. And sometimes I kind of have this conversation with the being above, like, gosh, why am I having another hard thing? I have a lot of hard things that I've had to do. Isn't it time for a break? But, you know, the struggle is rear is real. And so <clears throat> for me, you know, I think that fear stopped me from doing so much in my life. I mean, it, I kind of had this inside part of me that was vivacious and independent. And then I got sidetracked by panic disorder and it completely derailed me. You know, my goal was to go to Indiana university, to run track, um, to go live in a big city independently after I got my degree. And all of that got sidetracked because I was so full of fear that I could not even move away from my home, which was my safe place. And so what happened was I put one wall up after another wall up after another wall up. And before you knew it, everything in my life was a struggle. And every moment of every day was being driven by fear. Now, one of the things that I know is that we all let fear limit us. It's not just my story, right? It's not just you have to have panic attacks. Like we all have lots of different fears. We fear getting embarrassed. We feel fear being unworthy. We fear being loved. We fear being inadequate um, or finding the right partner to share our life with. We fear not having enough financial peace. We fear not having security. Like life is full of fears, but these are human generated fears that don't necessarily mean our survival is at risk. But the story that we tell ourselves in our mind keeps us from being able to make the move that we need in order to grow. It prevents us from taking action with where we really want to go, with where our heart and our soul desires to show up in this life. And so what happens is you have this thing that you want to do. It can be big or it can be small. And then what happens is you start to feel uncomfortable and you don't like to feel uncomfortable. So you decide, hey, I'm not going to do that. I don't want those feelings of uncomfort. And you start telling yourself the story of why you better not do this or you better not take the risk or you better not upset someone or you better not put yourself in that situation. And so your mind starts to create this entire story that is based on the fear of why you cannot get whatever it is that you want. And we become frozen and we stay safe on our lily pad rather than understanding that to feel fear is very normal. It's normal to feel fear. But there's a difference between people because there's two types of people, right? There's some of us who feel fear and we still make ourselves do hard things. And then there's others of us who say, it's never worth the risk. I don't want to feel comfortable, uncomfortable. So I'm going to stay right here and I'm not going to make a move. 
I'm not judging because we all have a little bit of all of that in us. But here's what I know. If you want to make a big leap in your life, you need to know that you're going to have to force yourself to do really hard things. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You might fail and you might flop. But what you realize is the fear of failing or flop is not as big as the fear of not going after what you want. And so, you know, we have to consider this. We have to consider, how do I start to do this? How do I start to have the ability to do hard things? Now, one of my favorite stories about doing hard things is, you know, I like to call it leaning into productive struggle. What is productive struggle? It's when, it's when you struggle and suffer and you feel anguish and maybe pain, but you do it because you are willing to do it for the outcome that it will get you. For me personally, I can tell you when I train for a marathon and I, and I run the marathon, a great example of productive struggle for me is usually around mile marker 20, my whole body starts to shut down, right? Like I'm in pain, I can't feel my legs, my hips hurt. I do not think that I'm gonna make it the next five feet. But my mind takes over and my mind says, you're not stopping. Step, 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 step. Where's 19? Where's 19? Where's 19? There's 19. I'm not gonna make it to 20. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make it to 20 because I know how to do hard things. And my mind begins to run my body, right? And then I get to mile marker 24 or 25 and I'm saying like the meanest, nastiest stuff to myself and how ridiculous and how stupid this is and I never wanna train for a marathon again and why can't I just be like the people sitting in the lawn chairs cheering for everyone they look happy like i just want to be the person in the lawn chair cheering why am i doing dumb shit like this and i keep going and i keep going and i keep going and i finally cross the finish line and within about a minute or so when i get my ability to breathe back i say hot damn look at what i did you see i entered into productive struggle the struggle that was worth it. And people, you know, our grandparents' generation, they were really good uh, with productive struggle. Maybe it's because they lived through the depression with very little money. Maybe it's because they had to do hard things all of the time, but they are super resilient, gritty people. You know why? Because they know how to do hard things in order to achieve an outcome that they want later. And so when I talk about facing your fears and feeling uncomfortable, I'm talking about leaning in to that productive struggle and understanding that it is only through productive struggle that we grow, that we stretch ourselves, that we achieve new outcomes, that we make the big leap. Another kind of, you know, analogy for this is, and I always, I always love this story because it's just a great visualization for this idea of productive struggle and doing hard things in our life in order to achieve a better outcome. So I want you to think about 
productive struggle. And I want you to think about what the caterpillar goes through in the cocoon before it emerges as a butterfly. I don't know if you have ever watched this process, but I'm a former school teacher. And so we would do the whole caterpillar emerging into the butterfly. We would order the caterpillars and they would spin their cocoon. And then we would wait 14 or 28 days. I can't even remember how many for it to emerge. And I don't know if you've ever watched this process, but it is painful to watch. I mean, the butterfly just, it just claws and claws and claws its way, trying to break through the cocoon. And it's painful to watch. And it's as if the cat or the butterfly is making no headway. You don't think it's ever going to break through. And so badly, you want to go poke a little pinhole. You want to make just a little tiny slit so the butterfly can just get a little bit of headway. It can get a little bit of its wing out. But if you make any kind of slit in the cocoon, if you help the butterfly at all, the butterfly will be born with deformed wings and it will die. And the moral of this story is that the butterfly has to engage in productive struggle in order to grow its wings. It has to do the hard work. It has to feel uncomfortable in order to achieve its desired outcome of being a butterfly. And so what does this have to do with facing our fears? Oh, it has to do with facing your fears because facing your fears means you're willing to do hard things. It means you're willing to be perseverant. You're willing to do something that feels risky and hard and difficult because you believe that the desired outcome is better. And I can't remember where I heard this quote, but I love it. The quote is, if the caterpillar just shows to stay a caterpillar. If she decided that the chaos of metamorphosis would be too much for her to handle, she would never know what she could become. And I love that quote because I feel like so many women are starting to feel that nudge. They're starting to feel that tug that's buried deep inside of them that says, I think I'm ready for more in my life. I think I'm made for more. I'm not sure how to do it. I don't know what that looks like, but there's this churning, this whisper. There's this brewing in the deepest part of who I am that is yearning for more of everything in my life, more abundance, more love, more fulfillment, healthier relationships, more travel, more experiences, more freedom, more play. But we have layers and layers and layers and layers that are covering up that. And so many times we are afraid to move into the uncomfort zone. I'm here to tell you that if you want to make the big leap in your life, if you want to pivot, if you want to go big in your life, then that bigness is going to be matched by the level of uncomfortableness you are willing to feel. In order to break three to the next level, you might fail, you might fail several times, 
but it is worth it in the end for you to try and fail than not to try at all. Now, I want to talk about this because I'm not just talking about big fears. I'm not just talking of fear of not having enough money or fear of not finding the right partner or fear of not having a healthy marriage or fear of not feeling fulfillment in your job or fear of not being able to provide wonderful opportunities for your family. Those are big fears, right? Or for me, sometimes going to Walmart is a big ass fear. But I want to talk about all of the little fears, all of the little decisions that we make on a daily basis that are also impeding our ability to step into our arena of bigness. Let me talk about that for a minute. So I have a really good friend. Uh, I'm just going to call her Shirley. And Shirley and I were talking the other day and she's like, Kim, I don't know what to do. My hairdresser cannot cut my hair in that bob kind of stacked look in the back. So this is a pretty simple haircut. It's that bob in the back that's kind of um, stacked so it looks kind of full. And I'm like, Shirley, have you taken pictures in? Have you showed her? And she's like, yes. I have showed her a picture every time I've been in the last year and she just can't do it. And I'm like, why are you not going to a different hairdresser? You need to go to a different hairdresser. And immediately Shirley says, oh, I could never do that. I would never want to hurt Angela's feelings. And I'm like, so you're telling me that you have suffered 12 bad haircuts in the last year because you're suffering Angela's suffering actually is more important than your suffering. So you're willing to suffer so you don't have to hurt Angela's feelings. Well, I know some of you are giggling because you know exactly what I mean by this. I, I remember at one time when I was scared to change hairdressers because you didn't want to hurt someone's feelings. But this is what we do as women because we're people-pleasing women. We hustle for our worthiness. We never want to hurt somebody. We never want to upset someone. We never want to disappoint someone. So we're willing to take the damn hit all of the time because we won't go into that little bit of uncomfortableness. We won't do what is right by ourself, for ourselves because we wanna protect someone else's feelings. Folks, this is called facing your fears. You have a right to get the haircut you want. You have a right to request in your marriage what you want. If, you know, I know so many times, me included, right? We get scared, we get tippy-toed to have a difficult conversation with our spouse. We're afraid to say, hey, I no longer want to carry the bulk of the responsibility of the children. I need your help. Or I will just tell you in my own example with my dear husband, you know, we all have baggage that we bring to a relationship and he gets really triggered anytime I need to tell him something that I would like for him to do better. Okay. And so if I say, Hey Scott, um, I just can't handle your clothes in the corner of the bedroom anymore. I would really appreciate if you would put those away. Or, hey, Scott, um, I'm using the baby forks now out of the silverware drawer because you haven't emptied the dishwasher in four days and the dishwasher is your job. And I'd really appreciate if you would empty it every day. Okay, things like that can send my dear husband completely over the edge because something inside of him sees things like that that are a criticism, right? But here's the deal. I found myself skating 
around telling him or requesting what I needed help with back in the day because I didn't want to deal with the extreme reaction that he would have. So then what did that do to me? Well, that left me feeling pissed off inside and resentful and, you know, and that wasn't healthy either. And so, you know, I had to have the difficult conversation. I had to say, look, there are things at times that I need to tell you, and it might seem like it's a negative thing, but I have a right to make a request in this marriage. I have a right to say, this is what I need help with, or this is something I would appreciate you would do better, as you have a right to say that to me. But I would feel all those feelings. Like I would think about it for three days, trying to coach myself to say just the words, hey, we need to have a conversation, right? And I finally learned to do it. Is it easy now? No. Does he still sometimes get triggered? Of course he does. Just like I have my own wounds and my own triggerings. But in order for us to evolve the relationship to where it could be even better, we needed to be able to have difficult conversations. This is what I mean by facing your fears in, in, in what seem like little tiny ways as well as really big ways. We have a right to ask for this as women. You may have heard me having this conversation um, several episodes back when I did the podcast with Radia Rhodes. And so Radia is this badass woman who has a very demanding career. She runs several businesses. She has two fairly young children who are highly involved in sports. Um, and she just said she got to where she was feeling depressed, overwhelmed, exhausted, and unhappy because she was responsible for all the household stuff. She was responsible for the family's activities, for coordinating the children. You know, her two children are, are 19 months apart. She's an extremely busy woman and she was stressed to the max. And so she finally decided enough is enough. I have to take care of my own well-being. And so instead of always scheduling her entire family's activities into the calendar first and then taking which, what was, whatever was left over, which never was anything left over, she had to have that difficult conversation with her husband. Now, her husband is this very loving guy, but they had to sit down and Radai had to say, I'm no longer going to be available for all of the stuff that I've been responsible for. In fact, I'm going to be taking this amount of time every day that is going to be for myself, physical exercise, mental well-being, whatever it is. Now, her husband didn't have a super positive reaction to that. Why? Because she was changing the game in her relationship, right? Her husband had counted on her. Radia is a super worker bee. She's the type who can be counted on to take care of all family business and all the calendars. And now she was saying, I'm no longer available to do that. In fact, I'm going to put myself on the top of my priority list. Now, I get why her spouse was frustrated, right? He, he just lost his key player, the person who ran everything for him because she's a hustler. And so he, he listened and they adjusted their routines and their responsibilities. And then she was able to carve out time for herself. And 
what did he get out of that? Even though it changed the game and it made it harder on him, he got a happy, healthier wife who wasn't going around feeling irritable and resentful all of the time. So she had to face her fear of disappointing her husband. And I tell you this because when you start to have the difficult conversations, when you start to do things differently, whatever that fear is that you're going to face that's going to change the game, you need to know and understand that when you stretch yourself, when you begin to emerge as a different person or do something different or face one of your fears or take a step in that direction, that you will get resistance from some of the people in your life. There will be some pushback, you know, um, and that's because People are used to us operating in a certain way, and when we're no longer willing to operate that way, it is a challenge for them because their life isn't as rosy as it was before, right? And so this is part of it. This is why I'm talking to you about doing hard things in your life. Having the difficult conversation with a family member or a spouse or a child or a friend, telling your or scheduling a, a different hairdresser so that you can get the haircut that you want or creating a boundary that is healthier for you, even though it means you're going to disappoint someone in your life. This is what we have to start getting comfortable doing. You're going to feel guilty at first. Yes. You know, you're, we, we make decisions all of the time based on fear, but the fear is not really real. Remember, real fear is the fear of survival, of immense danger. There's no danger in your survival when you choose a different hairdresser or you disappoint someone or you tell someone, no, I'm not available to do that because I'm going to the gym to work out for an hour. I want you to really put this into perspective because there really are very few things that we really need to be afraid of. Again, most of the things that we are afraid of are not dangerous, right? Being afraid of hurting someone's feelings, of getting embarrassed, of not making money, of showing your weaknesses. These are really not things to be afraid of because we're not gonna probably lose our life over them. But what happens is we create a story in our head and that fear prevents us from taking an action. I mean, when you think about the very definition of fear, it's, it's an unpleasant emotion. And that unpleasant emotion is caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and it's likely to cause pain or it's likely to be a dangerous threat. Most of the time, we feel things like fear and emotions that, that are attributed to things that are outside of ourselves. And an unpleasant emotion is caused by a belief. Let me give you another example of this because as you know, my thoughts, whenever I have a panic attack, for me, I immediately, everything around me looks unfamiliar. Like I might be in a completely familiar place and with a sec within a second, 
everything looks kind of unreal. It looks distorted. I feel like I'm like a second away from passing out. I'm confused. I don't know where I am. Things look unreal. And this causes a very unpleasant emotion inside of me, okay? That, those thoughts create those emotions. And before I know it, adrenaline is flowing through my, my body. Um, it's causing me to have all of these unpleasant emotions. And all of that is being driven by a belief. And my belief is, I'm going crazy. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm losing my mind. I'm going to pass out. I'm never going to recover, right? And that belief is that I'm in danger. But in reality, there's no danger. There's no tiger getting ready to kill me. But my brain, my mind, my thoughts, and my beliefs, those are the things that are making me feel afraid in a panic attack. And we are afraid, as human beings, we are afraid of feeling unpleasant feelings. We are afraid of feeling pain. We don't want to feel those things. But I'm here to tell you, you have to be willing to feel those things in order to achieve your desired outcomes. Okay? Now, I want you to think about this. Yes, if a moving car is about to run over you, it's very normal to feel the fear response, which will make you stop dead in your tracks and not cross the street. That's healthy fear. That keeps you safe. That's the fear that keeps you safe. But in most other situations that we are facing in our lives, fear is really not necessary. And in fact, it is the very thing that keeps us from doing what we are really meant to do with our lives. It prevents us from showing up and being seen. It prevents us from really being able to show the world and the people in it who we really are. And I want you to remember that that emotion of fear causes that chemical response in the body, right? The adrenaline is flooding, the cortisol, and it's trying to prepare you to take action when you're really being attacked by the giant lion or the tiger so that, so that you have the adrenaline to run away from this scary thing. When there's nothing to run away from, we're still having that chemical response in our body and it's not useful because we're not running away from the tiger. And so the problem is that a lot of the time when we feel afraid, we're not in any danger. So next time you feel fear, fear of embarrassment, fear to create a boundary, fear to choose a different hairdresser, I want you to ask yourself, is this fear protecting me? Is it useful? Is it what I need right now? That way that I like to think about it is, you hear your brain, you hear the story of you trying to protect yourself from not wanting to feel any pain, but when you self-check yourself, you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. The worst thing that can happen to you is you're going to feel an unpleasant emotion. 
It's not going to kill you. You're not going to die, right? But your brain is telling you, you don't want to feel these uncomfortable feelings. So don't, don't take the risk. Don't write the book. Don't put yourself out there. Don't start that business. Don't quit your day job. Just ignore the difficult conversation you need to have with your spouse. Now, I will tell you that one of the biggest ways that I've been able to take really big leaps in my life is because I'm willing to do really hard ass things. Like when I started struggle education, I was full of fear. Would we lose our financial stability? Would I be the laughing stock of the town because no one would hire me? Would I feel humiliated and embarrassed at my silliness? I felt all of that, but I did it anyway. Then I had the dream of really empowering women to step confidently and courageously and live bigger, bolder lives. And I decided, hey, I'm going to start my online women's coaching program. Was I scared that no one would enroll? Yes. Was I scared that I would be embarrassed? Yes. But I was more fearful of not listening to the call of how my soul's purpose wanted to show up. I experienced fear a lot in my life, not just with my panic disorder. When I started this podcast, I was fearful to put the money into it. What if it doesn't work? What if it's a bad business decision? What if it's a total flop? But you know what? I'm willing to be uncomfortable because the opposite of that is, what if it works? What if I'm able to impact people in a really big way? What if it contributes to the involvement of my business? This is what I want you to think about when we talk about Facing our fears. When you think about being afraid, remember, you're really just afraid of the emotions. You're terrified that you're going to feel that way forever and that you're never going to be able to escape it. But I always say that courage is doing hard things and doing them even though you're scared, right? Courage is a character trait. We have to do hard things in our life if we want to take big leaps towards achieving our outcomes. So I'm going to leave you with this, my friends. I want you to be willing to feel the uncomfortable emotions in order to get to where you want to get in life. I want you to be the butterfly who productively struggles because they know the struggle is worth the leap. This is what I want for you. I want you to show up and live a bigger, bolder, more beautiful life because you are deserving. Okay. Before I totally wrap this up, I want to give a shout out to my Joyful Woman of the Week. This week's Joyful Woman is a lady named Tanya Rankin. 
Why is she the joyful woman of the week? Well, for several reasons. One, Tanya and I have a lot in common. She is a massive animal dog rescuer like I am. I've rescued 111, 111 dogs in the last 20 years, and Tanya has rescued just as many. Not only that, but we have worked together on a lot of projects, some of which we can't even talk about. But she is also the joyful woman of the week because I am so inspired by her ability to learn a new way of going about in the world. And so recently, she had sent me a message and showed me her gratitude list and her first attempt at writing her affirmations. Folks, I sat there with goosebumps because this is a woman who is saying, I am reaching for more in my life. So I want to give a really big shout out to Tanya Rankin. She is definitely the joyful woman of the week. Whoop, whoop. We did it. Thank you so much for joining me on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm super honored to share this space with you, and I hope you learned something new and helpful. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time joining the show, know that I am here every Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can go to that directly if you go to kimstrobel.com forward slash podcast that will put you in apple podcast where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review if you scroll down just a little bit you will be able to leave that five-star review and just leave me a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show it really helps me if you let me know how the show has impacted you and how you are striving for more joy in your life you might be nominated to be the joyful woman of the week also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more women unleash their happiness one daring day at a time. So please take a screenshot on your phone, share it out on social media, tag your friends, tag me at Kim Strobel Joy on Instagram or in our Facebook group, kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy. I'm quick to reply and I am super eager to send you some Facebook love. It makes my heart happy to be able to connect and surround myself with other women who are all ready to do this work. So thanks for being here and I'll be back next week. Until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you know that you are enough just as you are. Here's to finding more joy.